We are so happy you are here tuning in to Kentucky Wesleyan College Campus Ministries. In this podcast, we dive deeper into chapel topics while having real conversations. Enjoy this week's recap. Hello, my name is Sean Toms, Director of Campus Ministries at Kentucky Wesleyan College, and we want to welcome you to our post-chapel podcast. Uh, started this last year and got a great response for that. It came out of some students talking about, you know, it would be great in our chapel hour if we had more time to go deeper, uh, to talk some things out, kind of like a breakout session. And so we started last year uh, a first run at having a podcast where we brought students in and just talked about the, the previous day's chapel and so here we are again in number three of this semester and this morning uh, we are blessed and highly favored and we have uh, three students here with us this morning and I'm going to ask them if they would to introduce themselves and before we kind of get started uh, in our discussion time so Jenna you want to start Sure. My name is Jenna Burns. I am a junior here. Um, My major is zoology. My minor is psychology. And this is my second time on the podcast. And I'm very glad to be here. Jenna, where are you from? I'm from Evanston, Indiana. Thank you. Glad you're here. Tracy? Hi, my name is Tracy McGee. I am a music education major. I'm a sophomore. I'm from Las Vegas, Nevada, the city. Woot, woot. And this is also my second time being here, and I'm really glad to have the opportunity to dig deeper into Armand's chapel topic. Thank you. Sydney? I'm Sydney. I'm a senior here. I'm a zoology major and psych minor. Um, I'm from northern Kentucky, great city of Alexandria. Alexandria, (laughs) home of the fighting camels. (laughs) That's true, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, Tracy, you have a school mascot? Um, actually, we don't. It was it was supposed to be pigeons. Uh-huh. And it was going to be the LVA pigeons because we have a very horrible pigeon uh-huh. um, problem at our school. Really? Um, but because we're a performing arts school, uh, magnet schools back home don't have football teams or anything, so we don't really have a mascot. So we just going to... For a while, they used to call me the mascot. I like the school mayor because that was just in every... The fighting Tracys. The fighting yeah. Tracys. Fighting camels and... and the Jenna, Patriots. The Patriots. Ah, oh, I was a bear. So uh, here we are. So here we go. Here we go. So uh, this is a unique situation for me uh, on this podcast because uh, all the podcasts last year I was present for and uh, the first two... And yesterday was a very special chapel service uh, that I was very excited about and was not able to be there out of town and have not uh, watched uh, the live stream uh, recording. And uh, so I'm going to rely heavily on on our students here uh, to kind of talk chapel out. Yesterday was was special in in many ways, um, but we had a we had a student Armand Childs who. Um, had been the victim of a hate crime and uh, we have been loving on Armand and trying to give him uh, as much support and love from his Panther family as we've been able to and one of the things that as as an institution uh, coming alongside him asked if there were things that uh, he would like to do in response and one of the things that he uh, suggested was could I have an opportunity uh, to to address my Panther family, um, and so 
uh, through through Dr. Mitzel and myself and some others, uh, we we worked with Armand to give him that opportunity. And yesterday was was that opportunity. And so uh, we we were able to have the gospel choir lead us in worship. And then we had uh, it was completely student led yesterday. And Dr. Mitzel introduced Armand, and that's. Uh, and I prayed a lot for yesterday. So just first first thoughts, first impressions before we, you know, allow you all to dig deeper. Um, did, what, what were you expecting yesterday? And then was uh, what God did a little different than you were expecting? Go. Um, I was just, I was very pleased to see all of the teammates. Um, I, I, w- I was very pleased to see the chairs being pulled out to add to the audience, it was really full in there, and I was I was so grateful for the delivery of Armand's message. It was very loaded by me, and I mean loaded by it made you think, it made you question your actions, um, and I loved how he made it very clear that no one's exempt from right, hate right. crimes. Now right. he did, he did um, signify our like you know put a put a a, a scope on. Um, minorities, but he made clear that no one right. is exempt from um, experiencing what he experienced, um, and I was just pleased at how humble um, and how he, how transparent he was. You could feel his his weight, um, and it just it weighed on all of us. And it was just he was so wise, and it was it was just perfect. He was really in tune with the spirit. And I don't even think he knew he was, um, <laughs> and that's what tickles me is because he was so on point. And when I seen him, I said, "Boy, you just don't know, you know, <laughs> what you are doing." Yeah. Um, so I'm just I'm so proud of him, and this is literally just the beginning of the things that he's going to do with just this story that that God allowed him with. Yeah. Thank you, Sydney. Um. Yeah, I was just very impressed and I wanted to commend his, the way he carried himself through that message. Um, That is a very difficult thing for him to have done. And I want to applaud him for that. And I want to commend him for his quiet strength in that on stage. And that just added so much to the efficacy of his message and just really drove it home to people who may not have any clue really what's going on mm-hmm. and that can just help bring so much light and he just did such a good job yeah. thank you yeah jenna you guys hit it hit the nail on the head but just to add on to it, i just feel like his you at you said that sydney but his presence was just so powerful and he was authentic and told his story but also was just so selfless to do that mm-hmm. because you could just tell that his reason for being up there was not for himself. And he had every right for it to be Mm -hmm. for himself. He needed to tell his story, but he did that in a way that was for everybody there. And like he said, for the whole world, because it was something that we all needed to hear and Mm -hmm. he wanted us to hear it. And that's just huge. And I respect that so much. So for those who have not yet, and I would encourage all of you to follow my lead and, and go back uh, to Campus Ministries website uh, on uh, on our college's uh, site and, and go and pull that up and, and watch that chapel on our YouTube station. Um, 
because I'm I am I was able to talk to Armand before uh, about what he was going to share, and you know, there he had some key points that he mm-hmm. talked about that he wanted to that, to get across in that in that time frame. Um, and so, I would just for those who are listening, could you all kind of touch on those points that came across for you? Um, what Armand was saying overall was that the things that we go through um, is is usually bigger than us. And in that circumstance, he had many, many different ways he could have played it, but he was in his head in that moment, and he just knew that what was going to take place, um, or what could have took took what what he could have done could have been one way, and and his response and his character and posture in that moment was bigger than just that moment. Um, so what he was what he was explaining is that we don't always have to act like what we look like for minority's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we, we know you to be, it's known for minorities to be um, angry, mean, and quick to snap and stuff. In that moment, he checked himself and realized that I don't have to act like what I look like. And I don't have to act like what people know me to be or what the, what society already identifies me to be. Um, and for me, I was just proud of his, his character um, his posture and his response, and within his message, I don't. He didn't know that he was hitting those points, but he was really talking a lot about our characters, our, our postures, and our response, and how we need to have self-control within moments that, you know, it's hard to have it. Um, and that's that's pretty much what I took out of it. Ladies, again, just going with what I said last time, he covered those points about what he needed to cover. But just the way that he brought that back to unity for everybody listening, he addressed that our school is a predominantly white school and he knew the audience he was speaking to and he told his story so well, but then brought it back to the end where it was so powerful. He had every single one of us hold hands with who we were sitting next to and created this unbreakable chain and mm. challenged every single person in that room, no matter who you are. And that, I mean, that was the biggest point takeaway for me yeah. I think that was huge that was so powerful yeah. yeah that was definitely what stood out the most to me because we are called to love everyone period right no further explanation is needed mm-hmm. and he said while we were all holding hands he said the first one of you to let go breaks the strength of that whole chain because then you have one person holding on to one end and then nothing else yeah. um and it's just not only it's a call to love, it's called action because love is not passive. You can't just sit back and go, oh, I'm so sorry that happened to you. You have to do something with mm-hmm. that love. Mm-hmm. And I just think that was a lot of what he was trying to get at. The The whole point of, I mean, again, I loved when we talked beforehand in the preparation when he said, you know, I want to talk about that, that every, every decision uh, both big and small, minor, major, every word is important and it's a choice and and we don't realize that it's bigger than us. And just that example of holding hands, yes, it's unity mm-hmm. and it's a representation of that. But just like you said, Sydney, that's that's an action like to stay unified takes you continuing to hold on the action of making the effort mm-hmm. to hold on. And when one of us chooses not to hold on, then, then we, then we break that. 
and with our words and with our actions. And sometimes the lack of an action right. mm-hmm. also breaks that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But just being silent sometimes is absolutely the worst decision you can yep. possibly make. Mm-hmm. But do you all mm-hmm. go from go from there? And, and I, I, I loved how he was basically saying... Um, I'm trying to regain my thoughts. I'm kind of, I just drifted off a little bit. Sometimes <laughs> you have a way of getting good and I, I lose, I lose my way. Um, good gosh, guys. I, I really just, it just a shroom. When you ladies want to save me. <laughs> Just take a second to think. I'll just add on what Sean said real quick. Just you said the word choice and the word inaction and how that is also a choice. No matter which way you go, that's an intentional choice. Mm -hmm. Like there's no such thing as being passive in a situation like this. Mm -hmm. If you're passive, you're choosing to be passive and that's an intentional choice. Whether you're aware of it or not, which kind of contradicts the word intentional, but it is because Mm -hmm you can intentionally choose to take action, mm-hmm. that action of love. Mm-hmm. Sydney, anything? Yeah, I just want to drive home that that passivity is just as bad as hate, mm-hmm. right? right? Like There is really no in-between of love and hate. Right. There is one or the other. You either choose to love someone or not. Right. And that's just so important. And so for anyone listening and who's just struggling because I'm sure that everyone has seen some form of hurt in another person's life or even in their own. And I just encourage you to, even if your choice of love is as simple as shooting a text and saying, Hey, how are you doing today? Do it because that will make a difference. Right. Right. And like, I don't want to get too far off because the whole point is to, is to talk about what we talked about in chapel yesterday, Mm -hmm. but just to keep going in this vein a little bit, you know, I, I was reading a leadership book and one of the things that the author said in there is as a leader, and I do feel like not everyone's called to the same level of leadership, mm-hmm. but we all lead by example, whether mm-hmm. you want to or not. Yeah. And so by by nature of how God created us and, and gives us an opportunity to choose, then there's leadership involved in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one of the things in this leadership book, it said is what, what you permit, you promote. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So like if I sit by passively and allow you all to do things, then I'm promoting that even though I'm passively sitting by and not saying a word, but by allowing it to happen, you're promoting it. So permitting something is promoting it. Right. Does that. And I liked how, um, how he kept mentioning that no one is exempt from, you know, the trials and the testing of the enemy. Um, he didn't specifically say that, but, I wish we had more time um, Mm -hmm. in that chapel service to really dig deep on a spiritual level how the enemy comes after everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, And we talked about it in our our intern meeting um, on Monday. And I think that it was really important for us to hear that because oftentimes we get so caught up and there there is a problem as far as... um, as far as hate crimes towards minorities, but just in general, on a spiritual level, um, there, there is no, you know, no targeted, you know, the enemy comes after everyone. And the Bible says that, um, he comes after the young ones because we're strong. Um, and I just, I wish everyone in that, in that service, I hope they pulled out what I pulled out is that even though, 
um, it happened to our mind, we could be next. Mm -hmm. And it may not be the same situation mm -hmm. as our minds, but the enemy, he has no respect of person. That's right. Um, so he's going to come after whoever he can in, your, in, in every way that he can to get you and pull you down. But if you control your character and control your posture and your response, you're not only representing yourself, but you're representing God. And I don't think our mind knew that even in that moment that he wasn't just representing himself and every other black man, but he represented God in such a way. Yeah. Um, and he, his posture, um, and, and he represented who he was as a man, as a king. Um, and it was, it was a phenomenal, it was a phenomenal thing. Um, and James chapter one, it, it tells us to consider, um, consider it a good thing when testing trials come your That's way, right. because it's God trying to test, um, and, and put heat to it and see what you can come out as. And he doesn't know that he came out as pure gold. Um, so I think, I think just that, that, that whole topic was just talking about, um, certain things that God would allow you to go through. He's, he, he obviously trusts you, so he's going to allow you through it. Um, but the way you're going to come out of it, you're going to look a lot better than the way you went in. Um, so we have to be aware, be cautious of what the enemy is doing, um, and be alert and stay ready and be, and always represent God in every situation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Any, anyone else? Anything? I just want to, um, read this scripture because, um, what you mentioned there about going through trials and considering it joy. Mm -hmm. I was reading yesterday in first Peter. So, First Peter chapter three, I'm just going to read a few verses. And for those of you that were at the service, tell me if this doesn't sound like Mr. Armand, <laughs> who will harm you if you are zealous for good, but happier are you, even if you suffer because of righteousness, don't be terrified or upset by them. Instead, regard Christ as holy in your hearts. Whenever anyone asks you to speak of your hope, be ready to defend it. Yet do this with respectful humility, maintaining a good conscience. Act in this way so that those who malign your good lifestyle in Christ may be ashamed when they slander you. It is better to suffer for doing good, if this could possibly be God's will, than for doing evil. And I just, as soon as I read that, I mean, I've read that scripture before, but now to have that image of just such control and posture. Yeah. And I can even tie that to, um, James chapter one, where James says in verse two, um, consider pure, pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know, because you now, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. So let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Um, what James was saying in that whole first chapter is that there's not only power in the tongue, but there's power in your actions. Um, and when God trusts you with one of those experiences, you consider it a good thing because you're growing and God, he wants more from you and God wants to add to your mantle. Um, so let the, let the, the heat of the moment, um, alter and, and burn away some things and, and, and do things to you. So when you come out of it, you're different. So many times in our flesh, mm -hmm. we want to avoid all discomfort Mm -hmm. We want to avoid all that is negative, all that is challenging, all that would require us to get out of our comfort zone and change, you know, our comfy little life that we have. And um, the fact is, if we're going through trials, God is is perfecting us yeah. and giving us more of what we need to be more of who he is in the world. And so... Um, 
it in the moment it's really hard to go oh this is pure joy that i'm <laughs> you know in Armand's situation yeah. not pure joy for somebody to spit on you and disrespect you mm-hmm. in the way that he was disrespected mm-hmm. um but to be able to display the fruits of the spirit of of patience and of kindness and of gentleness and self-control to be able to to stand in that moment and go this is bigger than me and I'm not going to do anything that is going to cause harm to other people because of my reaction mm-hmm. um it's uh I I just thought what what an amazing display of character of strength of self-control and an awareness of you know and they talk about this thing of being well if she was a real woman or if he was a real man Uh, mm -hmm. those types of statements like real men and real women Mm -hmm. take care of others Mm -hmm. and they sacrifice for others and they don't care about what other people think about them they're going to do what's best for those that they have been put you know in with the responsibility of caring for him. And in that moment, not only was Armand responsible for himself and for the person with him, mm-hmm. but also for those bystanders that were in the area. I, the way that he reacted, and we've talked about this, you know, I said, man, you don't know how many people you potentially cared for mm-hmm. and kept safe yeah. by allowing you to absorb all of that. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. And just another example of how every day what we can absorb for others is part of our duty to sacrifice for other people. Yeah. And I just think it's so important. And I don't, I don't know why I keep hitting this, that that the enemy is is busy and the enemy is doing his part. Um, there's an old song that says there's a storm out on the ocean and it's moving this away. If your soul is not anchored in Jesus, you will surely drift away. Because the enemy is doing all that he can um, and he's just he's just moving. It is so important that we don't allow what's what's in us and what's going around to keep us from from being anchored in God Mm -hmm. in this season. If we are not anchored in God, the things that we go through can either we can either respond to it and and, and hurt our own selves or because it's so it's so heavy and and, and the storm is so strong that it can wipe it can wipe us away. Mm -hmm. But either way, however, whatever storm we're in, because it's going to come, that's what's evident is that everybody is going to go through something Mm -hmm. because that's just how the enemy is working at this moment. We have to make sure that we're anchored in God. And everything that we do, we, we know that we're trying to work towards something better. So I'm glad that Armand, and he, the dude is so wise. Like he did so, he's been doing so much without even knowing he's been doing it. Like he's just been moving and, and speaking. And even the way he carry himself now, like he is, he's literally controlling himself. And in such a manner that is just mind blowing. Um, when I was in the people's lobby a few nights ago, um, all the kids in the lobby were saying, man, if that would have happened to me and this, that and the other and Armand's face. If you know our mind, our mind has a very resting face, and he was just—he was not moved by his teammates, um, and he just—he was just listening. To him. He's like, "Tracy, do you hear him?" And I was like, "I hear him." But I said, "The thing about you is that you know how to control the kid inside the king, and others don't." Um, but in, in all things, he was anchored in God, and he was—he knew that. That whatever he would have done in that next moment, he was not only representing himself, but he was representing his his nephew that he mentioned in the um, news article, um, and he was representing his girlfriend who was next to him. So I'm I'm just so glad that 
um, he's anchored in God and that he knows that everything that he does is a representation of not only himself, but his family, um, his teammates, his school, um, and God. Yeah. And I just pray that that firm anchor that he has is just, he just continues to build that and that he grows in hope through that situation. Because in Romans five, starting in verse three, it's very similar to James. He says, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings. And then it continues and says, cause we know that suffering produces endurance, endurance character and character produces hope. And we will not be ashamed of that hope because we know that it is in a place that mm-hmm. is worthy of our hope. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What happened yesterday? just based on the depth of our conversation here, like because of what Armand endured in the way that he has handled himself, like there's more hope Mm -hmm. in the world because of what he's done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, woo, little, little teared up. Um, If, if more of us would be Mm self-controlled, if more of us would realize who we're representing it's bigger that it's bigger than us. Like as a father, I represent my children. Yeah. As as a Christian, I, re- I I represent Christ the King. In any situation where you take on the name of others, you have a responsibility as an ambassador for those people. Like what you do and what you say you're speaking on behalf of other people mm-hmm. and they and they don't have a choice in what you're saying and what you're doing and too often we judge people groups and yeah. people who mm-hmm. look like each other one way you know B Haley who came you know and spoke at our opening convocation and I talked to him yesterday you know and just you know some of those fundamental messages of of unity that he stands on is you know not not all police officers Mm-hmm. you know are horrible people mm-hmm. you know not not all muslims mm-hmm. you know are terrorists mm-hmm. not, not not all people who have dark skin you know are criminals right mm-hmm. and not everyone who is a light skinned person is racist mm-hmm. and we too quickly just lump people into categories mm-hmm. And what Armand has done is he has just destroyed that that type of, you know, unfortunate where you characterize someone, you automatically place judgment on. I'm just so proud of him. Absolutely. And, and that time yesterday, you know, and I, I just hope that, that our, our students and our faculty and our staff and our community can begin to, to grow off of what Armand has set an example for and that we can we can come alongside him and be more self-controlled and and we can have the type of perspective that God has us a more eternal perspective a more love-centric perspective in the way that we operate every single day with the last few minutes that we have any any closing thoughts any any thing not only the takeaways from you all but you know, anytime we God speaks to us through someone else, what what is our action step and what is our response instead of just all oh, that was awesome? Go with it and pray immediately. Don't you? 
I like to sit and think about things before because I just need a moment to process sometimes. <laughs> and processing that with the Lord and just having him to always talk to and just go, okay, God, what in the world just happened? Because I left there feeling a lot of things, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, feeling very heavy, feeling, um, I don't still don't even really know how to describe exactly how it was that I felt. But if you take that and you pray and you say, God, what do I do now? Let the spirit lead you because God was talking. Oh, he's yes. in there and he's saying, all right, Sydney, I need you to move now. And so pray and ask him and go from there. Don't just be like, oh, that was that was cool. I feel a lot of things and go about your day. You have to let it sit and get seasoned in there. And yeah, mm-hmm. prayer is so important. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else? Um, I, th- I think after hearing that that p- very powerful message, it was it was really loaded. Um, after the prayer, um, I had went down to Kobe, one of the interns, and I was like, that was heavy. Yeah. <laughs> My hands were shaking. Um, part of me wanted to to rejoice and and cry out to God. Then there was another part that I wanted to just um, say, God, it's me, you know. And I it's I said, God, it's me in in reference because. If we all were to have that mindset that God, it's it's me, fix me, mm. um, God, do it, do it for me, do it in me. I think we would have much of a better turnout as as Christians, as servants, because so often we point our hands and and we don't realize that the three fingers that are behind us pointing at us. Um, and I think our mom was basically saying that you know we all have things that we need to fix. And he mentioned, you know, there's people in this room who may be thinking that I don't know why he asked, why do I, why do I have the floor and why did Sean let him speak? And he mentioned that and made it very clear. And I was glad he said that because he made it, he made it back on us saying that we all have stuff that we need to fix. Um, so be constantly be in a place where you're working on yourself, um, and, and, and do better and be better and pay attention and love Jesus in chapel. I just want to say that I am so thankful for Armand that he delivered that message and turned something that when I first saw the video on Facebook, I felt so much anger. And I know that was not even a percent of the feelings that he and so many people who aren't like the same as me felt. And he turned something that negative emotion, all that into what we talked about here which is hope so much hope for the whole campus and the whole world so i'm just very very thankful for that thanking god for him and what he did for all of us there's a lot of cliche things out there like be the change you know and all those things (laughs) but i mean it's true yeah (laughs) it is really true you can you can blow it off if you want to but we should be moved by love to change. We should be empowered by the spirit to go be change. And the way that you be change is by being loving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, cause it love changes thing. Cause love is a person. Truth is a person. And when you start allowing Jesus to permeate your life and your words and your thoughts and your actions and all those things, then things change cause Jesus changes things. Oh yeah. And so our, Armand has changed some things. Yeah. Um, and it, <laughs> over his head, he, he's changed some things. Yeah. And uh, very, very proud of him. And uh, not only a shout out to him, but to all those who love him and, and support him. And here, here's the other thing. And I don't know why I feel like I'm supposed to say this, but before we, before we pray out, like one of the things that just grieves my spirit 
and hurts my heart and bring many times brings me to tears is the fact that so many people sit around with screens in front of them and like the videos that show people hating on other people mm-hmm. and like the fact that you get enjoyment out of other pe- other people being disrespected or hurt victimized that we can that we can even acknowledge and support in any way by watching some things. And I understand I'm not talking about this, the video and making it aware of, Hey, this, this happened, but I'm talking about the things that we watch that, that are hate crimes on the screen. And we, we flip through them and scroll through them like they're nothing. There's something because every, every one of those has a person making a choice to love or hate. And someone is a victim in those situations. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that we should just be able to scroll through. And so I I hope that the way that we uh, that we maybe participate in social media, the things that we bring uh, value to, that we start to devalue Mm -hmm. a lot more and start to to promote the things that God would have us to promote instead of promoting things that hurt people. Um, I don't know why I felt like I was supposed to say that, but, um, would anyone want to pray us out, um, as we go, thank you all for being here. And, uh, and we hope and pray that this discussion has brought something, uh, to you as encouragement or challenge, uh, that God uses to change your heart and change your life. I can pray us out. Okay. Thank you. Lord God, we come to you first, thanking you for this opportunity to be able to come and speak on this podcast. God, we ask that you would touch every listener, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we don't know what it is that the listener is needing, but God, we just ask that you would meet them wherever they are. If they're walking, driving in their cars, God, touch them and Holy Spirit, saturate them with your love, saturate them with your peace, with your joy and your endurance. Lord God, we thank you for the life of Armand. God, we thank you for his actions. God, we thank you because he controlled the kid inside the king. God, and even in the moments after that, he allowed the heat to refine him and strengthen him and mold him into who you want him to be. So God, we ask that you would give us that same mindset as our mind. Help us, oh God, to sit in our storm and, and just allow it to refine us, allow it to make us new and allow us allow it to make us born again. God, and we ask all these things in your son's Jesus matchless name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. We are here to serve, love, and relate with you in an intentional and deep way. That being said, let us know if you need anything. Catch you next week. Bye.